Welcome to Cryptonomics, Principles of Cryptocurrency and Investing. I'd like to present this clip from an interview I did with Juan Galt. And Juan is a cryptocurrency expert, journalist, consultant, and he's going to tell us a bit about why Bitcoin is still important in a market that's saturated with terrible projects. You can check out Juan on Twitter, Juan S. Galt. So if you have any questions, you need a consultant, somebody to hold your hand, setting up your Bitcoin security, Juan will be able to help you out with that. Juan S. Galt. Thank you so much to everybody who's been sharing this, liking this, sharing it with your friends and family, liking the pages and subscribing on YouTube and everything. I really appreciate it so much already building a little subscriber base there on Anchor and, and other podcasting platforms. Let's get into it. Would you consider yourself a Bitcoin maximalist? Yeah, it depends what you mean by Bitcoin maximalist. Uh, to give you a, a stock answer. Um, Do you think that all, all, all coins will eventually be worthless or they won't have any substance in the long term? Well, I, I, I wrote a Twitter thread pointing out that I, I believe maximalism, Bitcoin maximalism is, it's a reactive, pragmatic movement. It's a way of raising the bar for a lot of these altcoins because 90% of them will not be currencies. That's just a given. It might be like some of them might become local currencies, maybe some of them might become like like city state currencies, some stuff like that. I could see happening. The vast majority will not become currencies, and they will not become certainly won't become global reserve currencies or global currencies. But do you think Bitcoin has a chance to do that? Yeah, I think it's the only one that really has a chance. I think you know it's possible Dash gets somewhere there, and it's possible Monero gets there to some degree, but the vast majority are not going to be there. Ethereum is not even trying to be there. And so they, these things are mismarketed, drastically mismarketed. And there's this sort of, there's this incredible gap of libertarian thought in how to deal with fraud in, in the world. And the crypto marketplace is uh, thriving within that gap of, of, of thought. Um, there's way too much uh, fluffy marketing, naive marketing. And, and the relationship between naive investing, probably, and then, I mean, it's hard to say what, it, what people are doing. You know, I don't want to talk for other people necessarily. You know, maybe people are taking calculator risks and putting betting money on these things. But in, in the stock market, a lot of the companies are like, they, they're, they're actually fairly regulated and there's all these checks and balances and you have to be, you know, very clear about what you're doing and there's all these rules and it makes it hard for you to actually go public. And that's actually kind of a good thing in some ways. Um, right now in the crypto space, there's, there's, and obviously there's bad things in this, in the way that the stock market is regulated too, but there's an, an asymmetry between uh, crypto companies and, and, or ICO companies and investors, which is that, you know, a company will put together a really fucking shiny colorful marketing sort of sci-fi um, campaign and then people will from thousands of people will throw money at it and now this company has a bunch of money and no product and so their hunger is gone and they can totally exit scam and they're outside of the legal system sort of and so it's a recipe for for failure i think that you know i would have loved to see like ico smart contracts that uh balance this relationship further maybe like like it built in with like time locks and like third party escrows and you know kind of like stuff like do some more sophisticated stuff but 
that hasn't happened. And so right now the best we have because we don't have because as 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 the grassroots sort of decentralized movement, we don't we we resist central enforcers, and so we don't want an SEC to be messing around with things. Then what the best we have is shaming, and the best we have is I think is maximalism. And maximalism just says that most of these coins aren't currencies; they're not going to go anywhere. They're de- and if they go anywhere, it's not going to be currency status; it's going to be something else. And on top of that, they're even like like anybody that's sort of been around the crypto space for not long enough will look at 80% of the altcoins and be like, "What the fuck? These companies now have to jam this token in the middle of the, their company and deal with a ridiculous amount of customer service support because most people don't understand how crypto really works or what's going on." I mean, I see it. I help I help people figure their shit out on this fairly often, and so my position is very pragmatic. It's sort of like, listen, uh, we gotta raise the bar of legitimacy of the crypto space. You can't. You can't just launch an altcoin and leverage the credibility of Bitcoin. That's 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 that that's wrong. That's not accurate. It's not proper. And so we say that that everything is probably a shitcoin, and Bitcoin is the only one that's legitimate. And and it's the only one that has like. I mean, there's one thing that's really important in this is that Bitcoin was created in a selfless manner, as far as we know. Like nobody knew that this was gonna was gonna go get this crazy. Nobody really knew. Uh, Satoshi probably created it just because. He couldn't because he was needed, but he didn't. It was an experiment, and it worked, and it was uh, kind of a miracle that it worked. And uh, every altcoin since then has been created with the knowledge that it can work and make a shit ton of money. And that's why you see all these sort of like pre-mined scams and all this, all this fluffy marketing and like you know they'll do like a pre-ICO or a pre-pre-ICO, and then with the pre-pre-ICO they'll raise money to do the pre-ICO, and then with that they'll raise money to do the actual ICO, and then all the all the first investors get to dump at, on the ICO people, and then good luck. You gotta wait three years before the product launches if it launches, and then when it launches, nobody cares because it's not, it hasn't been hardened, right? It's just some sci-fi project. Like if you look at Augur, right? Augur is like the the oldest, probably one of the probably oldest Ethereum tokens that came out. I put money in it at the day, and it launched, and I was like, oh my god, it's gonna launch! So I bought a bunch, and I and I and, and fucking it launched. The price just. Poof. <laughs> like fuck, right? You think it pumped? No, it dumped, right? So there's so much speculation and hype and and and, and not actual innovation in the actual products. Yeah, so so I I think people people need to like that that that's a I think it's a healthy reaction, but it's obviously there's it's a kind of a simple narrative, right? So the idea is like Bitcoin is the real, everything else is a scam. Like that's a very simple narrative, and every maximalist that I've met so far. You know, it's funny how the conversations go because you'll be like, uh, "Oh yeah, all the shit coins, eh?" It's like, "Oh yeah, so many shit coins," <laughs> and we'll just laugh about it. And then about 20 minutes later, so what's your favorite altcoin, right? And so we, <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> obviously yeah. The, the answer isn't what you think is a shit coin at least. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just but, we're starting from the assumption that everything is probably a shit coin, but we all recognize the people that I've talked to all recognize that there's. There's a small range of possible things that are actually legitimate, and that's the ones we're looking for. But it's a counter to the hype that the cryptocurrency blockchain space is going to revolutionize the world. It's like, ah, uh, it's going to revolutionize a few things, and very few of them will actually do anything legitimately useful. And most of them are just there. It's a playground for people that are trying out the technology. And and part of the problem is there's a lot of talent drain and a lot of attention drain. Going into these coins to have marketing teams and the whole the whole thing, and the more talent that goes into Bitcoin, which is actually you know much well developed, much more polished, much less buggy, 
Um, the more talent and attention that goes to it, the faster we're going to get one actual reserve status Bitcoin with a currency with a currency utility. Right now, it's not a currency because it, the, the upside of potential is too high. Once we once we get to to uh, once the price stabilizes, once we once we moon and plateau, that's when the currency status happens. It's not going to happen before we get there because there's no incentive to spend. You know, you just want to hoard it. It's uh, it's hard money right now. Thank you so much for listening. So remember, you can check out the full interview on the Paradise Paradox. Now, a key part of Juan's position here is that we don't have the systems and procedures in place in the crypto market like they do in traditional markets. So one way to address that is to stick with a big trusted project like Bitcoin. Now, I don't necessarily agree with that, but it is important to be aware of your own purchasing decisions and use that old adage which has survived for thousands of years caveat emptor buyer beware use your own brain be aware of what you're buying when you get into speculation thanks so much thanks for listening remember check out Juan S. Galt on Twitter and thank you so much to all those people sharing this with your friends and trying to enlighten them about a different view of the crypto market. Remember, stay grateful.